Welcome to Hey Asbutt. Alright, this week, for our beginning portion, I want you to give me the best sales pitch. If consider yourself my own personal Jordan Belfort trying to sell me a blue chip stock. I want you to give me your damnedest, your hardest, and best pitch for me and Travis to want not need well not only want but to need to read fan fiction i think it's time that we are sold on this and i'm saying right i think i can i think i can do that maybe it's a solid yes and a half sell me this pen okay have you ever been reading a book and thought to yourself it's stupid. I have to pay money for this book. And also, why aren't there more gay people in this? <laughs> Good news, buddy. There's a resource where you can read literally thousands, possibly even hundreds of thousands of hours. And it's it's right at your fingertips. Just head to google.com and then type in ao3.com. This sounds too good to be true. Hey, are you one of five people on the planet who are into two male goats fucking? I've got good news. That porn exists on AO3.com. You can take the most... Pornhub has nothing on this. 4chan, who's heard of her? Motherless, why do I know what that website is? I hate myself. (laughs) Go to AO3. It has the most deprived kinks Anything you can dredge up from the bottom of the ocean, and it's it's there. But it also has some more, like, wholesome material, too. Like, you know how in Harry Potter, we all know that Luna is trans, but because the author of that series is a bigot, it'll never be realized? Yeah. There's fan fiction for that. <laughs> you know how at the end of How I Met Your Mother, the mother dies, and it's, like, incredibly sad and dumb, and then Ben runs off to go fuck Robin even though that's fucking ridiculous and she should have stayed with Barney this whole time oh my god they were so good together even though Barney is so problematic I didn't know I got to fuck Robin at the end of that series oh my god Ted whatever <laughs> that kind of hurts going, and it was like I was going over into my head and then it just like fell out of my ears well, see, you know, that's the beauty of fan fiction I guess you can write yourself into it because people are weird you like sure that. can do you know how many times I fucked Inuyasha when I was 13 like two which isn't that much but it's better than nothing I guess oh god damn I have been reading Yu Yu Hakusho fan fiction since I found out what Yu Yu Hakusho was. And guess what? One of the best Harry Potter books I ever read was a Yu Yu Hakusho Harry Potter crossover. Damn. And it is delightful. <laughs> it was never finished. I still cry silent tears in my heart. Because, okay, so. Have you ever wanted to see Karama just beat the shit out of Snape with his, like, words? Actually, yeah. I I have two, buddy, and I've got good news. You can find that in fan fiction. Hell yeah. Do you want to see, like, Vash, the Stampede, and Roy Mustang do deeds that are too dirty to talk about in any way? Fan fiction, my friend. That's where you can find that shit. Hell yeah. It's It's a magical experience. But I will go ahead and say this. We've been having fun. A little too much fun, maybe. But <clears throat> some of the best 
writing I've ever read in my life. I have read in fan fiction. And one of the nice things about it is that, like, you can just get straight to the fun stuff. Like, there's none of this exposition bullshit you have to go through. If I'm reading a Harry Potter fanfic about Sirius Black, I already know who Sirius Black is. I already know his story. So I don't have to, like... No, the writer doesn't have to spend time being like serious was a boy like none you know we can just get right to the fun shit oh, right yeah, yeah. fighting Voldemort and stuff speaking of Harry Potter fanfic you know how like Netflix could do a really cool Marauders series set in the Marauders era and like like just meticulously detail every every year of Harry Potter starting from like when James and Lily go to Hogwarts to when they die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how it would be absolutely beautiful and heart-wrenching and like funny and tragic all at the same time. Yes. That story already exists. It exists several <laughs> times over. There it's on AO3 and it's 157 chapters long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you're in a rainy day and you don't have time to go to the library, I've got good news. Fan fiction's there for you. It will never leave you. And there's a whole community of people who write fan fiction, who edit fan fiction, who read and comment on fan fiction. And it's super easy to do. Anyone can get into it. It's really easy to load up to AO3. That's the website to use. We don't talk about fanfiction.net. We don't talk about LiveJournal. Because of the purges. Okay? The purges. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's something... I mean, for real, though, fan fiction is something that I've been, like, an active reader and sometimes writer of since I was, like, 12 years old. Mm. Like, my parents caught me reading fan fiction. That's how bad it was. Is. Is. Good it is? I don't know. I feel like... Well... <clears throat> I feel like fanfic, unless like there's like pictures with it, it's easier just to be like, I'm reading an article, I'm sorry. I mean, that's the that's what the bangs are for, my friend. The big bangs. <laughs> so but that's a serious thing. There are there are fandom events called like Big Bang and it'll be like like, okay, so like Destiel Big Bang twenty twenty and what it'll do is people will sign up to either write like a short usually like a short one one shot fanfic and like someone else will sign up to do fan art and they'll pair the fanfic and the fan art together so the fanfic writer will write the the fic and then the the fan artist will draw for the fic and some of my favorite um some of my favorite fics have come out of bangs okay so um it's it's something that can be a lot of fun and i think as long as people are respectful of each other and i mean y'all know we have spent a very long time on the show trying to get it through people's heads. Be respectful of other people, no matter what they ship, for real. Mm. If you don't like it, don't read it or watch it. Don't send death threats. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no excuse. <laughs> um, and there are, like, that I say is, like, the dark side of fandom is that there are people who are going to, like, be like, what? You ship... Kakashi and Sasuke together? You're a pedophile or whatever. So, like, and those people need to calm down. But um, a lot of it, it can be very accepting. There are a lot of queer fanfic writers. Um, I would say my first exposures to queer representation was in fanfic because I grew up 
back when like Will and Grace was like the deal, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's all there was. Um, and lesbians, who's that? So, um, I would say some negatives to fanfic is that, uh, especially like slash fanfic, is that it's overwhelmingly white and it's overwhelmingly male. That's less fun. Yeah. But it can't, it is getting more diverse, I think. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something I love and it means a lot to me. And if you make fun of it, I'll kill you. So no, I'm kidding. Kind of. Well, it's something I can appreciate about a lot of like communities these days is that they're trying to be a lot more inclusive and trying Mm -hmm. to like stamp out the loud outliers, the gatekeepers that tend to be that demographic. Here's the thing that I kind of love about it is that like YouTube and TikTok are both and like Instagram are all venues where it's like you can you start doing it because you love it. Yeah. Right? You start you 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 put up these videos or these pictures because you have you're passionate about it and you want to share it. But eventually if you get famous, you will monetize it. Mhm. The only people who I've seen monetize their fanfic writing are people who, like, wrote fanfic and then eventually also published, pers- like, original work. Are we talking about and Fifty of course, Shades of Grey right the now? the E.L. James. No, we're not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Um, although she would count under this, I guess. We'll get to her. In a <laughs> All around me are familiar. Okay. Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> no, but uh, um, there are people who like are really big in the fan fiction community and like publish fan fiction, and then they would go on later to write their own original works, mm. which were not just like adaptations of their fanfic, which is what Fifty Shades of Grey was. No, like they were. Like, their own original stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. And then they published it. So, and um, I've actually followed some of, like, my favorite fanfic writers. I've followed some of their careers and have read some of their original works, and it's really excellent. Um, so, but the fanfic they write will always have a special place in my heart. That's fair. I mean, that's why, like, nice. shit like Ego Raptor, like, Game Grumps is amazing, and I love it to mm-hmm. death, but... Like, there's just something, like, inherently nostalgic about Metal Gear Awesome and Pokey Awesome, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, his old new ground shit. Oh, I was thinking specifically of, um... I was thinking specifically of, uh... Ruby, dude. Ruby Fight Guy. Oh, uh... Ma- Monty. Monty Ohm. Yeah, I was thinking of Monty. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, how he started doing those videos just for fun because he loved him, and then that's the best example. You know? Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with like monetizing your art. I mean, we all got to make a living, and if you can make a living doing something you love, that's awesome. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. But you know, if you um, there is something I don't know, kind of nice that no matter how. like famous you get as a fanfic writer most fanfic writers i've seen not all of course el james and cassandra clare being two of the main examples i can think of um but most fanfic writers i've seen are like like their stuff is free 
it's available. Mm-hmm. You can find mm-hmm. it. Just, you know, search real quick and you're good. So, but yes, E.L. James and Cassandra Clare, who wrote um, City of Angels. Those oh, were, those yeah. both started out as fanfics mm. and then eventually got published. And I've only read the first Fifty Shades of Grey. It's not good. Like, it's just not good writing. And um, I did read the City of Angels books before I knew they were a fanfiction, like, based off fanfiction and stuff. Mm. And, um, or yeah, it's like City of Glass or something. But those are totally Harry Potter fanfic. It's totally a Drinny fanfic. Okay. Hold on, I have to find this woman because I don't remember the titles of her books. I thought they were City of Angels, but that's a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> it's the Shadow Hunter series or the Mortal Instruments or something. Yeah, I was gonna say it's called like City. There is like City of Bones or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's what it is. I wanna. Didn't they make a Mortal Instruments movie, or did I hallucinate that? That sounds right. They did right. make a Mortal Instruments movie, but they also made a Shadow Hunters TV show. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it's totally a Drenny fanfic. Drenny. And, and Harry's in it. He's like he gets turned into a vampire. Damn. But yeah, this definitely sounds like something i should at least mosey into just because i mean i don't think we're ever going to get like a solid yu yu Hakusho remake or sequel other than like ovas send you some of my favorite yu yu Hakusho fanfics just hell yeah hold on most of the yu yu Hakusho fanfics are on fanfiction.net because you know yu yu Hakusho has just not been in the zeitgeist recently yeah so I'm just kidding. I'm not sending you that mostly because I don't have a, I don't have them very like close at hand. Mm-hmm. But you don't um, you don't keep them in a locket over your heart. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, that locket has a lock of hair in it. From who? I won't say because <laughs> I couldn't think of a name fast enough. That's fair. Oh, Travis, how are you feeling about all, all this so far? Well, you know, to me, fan fiction as a concept is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my only problem with fan fiction has been the, like, reading it on a computer screen part of it. Or, like, on a screen in general. Like, I've got a tablet and I've got a, you know... But, like, and I, I read stuff on a Kindle, but that's different. And you can't really get fan fiction on a Kindle, so, like, for me, the only issue with fanfiction is, like, reading a big block of text on a computer screen that just, like, literally knocks me down to one HP, mm. and I can't <laughs> hardly keep my eyes open anymore. Like, yeah, that's fair. I can barely right. I can barely read long Reddit posts without my eyes just getting weird. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and print out some fanfiction for you, Travis. I'm going to bind it. <laughs> bind it and mail I've it. I've done that before. <laughs> like, my... Honestly, some of my first uh, experiences with fanfiction were, like, having 
pages printed out and I read them on a printed page. Oh damn. Cause like I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the blue light coming from a computer screen or what, mm-hmm. but like it's just so it's so tough. It is. I've really started utilizing the blue light filter on my phone to read longer shit. Just because it kind of makes it seem like I'm reading off of a book, and it really like it mitigates that headache feeling I get from reading on my phone yeah. too long. If y'all could just read, literally my favorite Harry Potter fan fiction of all time. I've talked about it before. I can't read it without bursting into tears. That, it is that good. The hell of a sell. It's um, it's about Regulus Black. And it does have some wolf star in it, but it's very light. So if that ain't your thing, mm-hmm. you can ignore it. Well, as long as it's not wolf job, it'll be fine. But even then, a little wolf <laughs> job mean, is fine. According to some fanfics you read, there might be some wolf jobs going on. <laughs> a few. Yeah. One or five. <laughs> or ten thousand. Anyways, so, um, but it's it's literally so beautiful. It's not only one of my favorite fanfics, it might be one of my favorite, like, works ever. Damn. And she's uh, this writer. I said she. I don't know their gender. And a lot of fanfic writers are, are women. That's why I said that. But um, they are so good. Their dialogue is wonderful. Like, their dialogue is wish, what I wish my dialogue could be when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, you know, they have an entire series. They're, like, just, like, the standalone series of Harry Potter fanfic. And they're all wonderful. But this one is by far my favorite. And I've talked about it on the show before, um, so I won't go into it really right now. But I would highly recommend it. It's called Blackpool, and it's by the Divine Comedian. It's on AO3. It's beautiful. Just 100% totally beautiful. So, yeah, that's my that's my weekly fanfic recommendation. <laughs> so. I can dig if it. If you guys want a weekly fanfic recommendation, let us know on Twitter at Habcast. Yep, get in touch with any way we can, or any way you can, to tell us what you guys want from us, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so. I feel like I could dabble in a little bit of this. Do you really feel like that, or are you only saying that for your OnlyFans? Well, I feel called out, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, manufacturing authenticity. <laughs> But no, I feel like I could read some of this. All right. Great. Well, I'll send you a list. Hell yeah. Um. What about you, Travis? What do you what do you feel? Do you feel like you want to hop into this deep end with me? Uh, no. Right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some fanfics that our listeners have sent us that Oh yeah. Uh, we need to start reading some of them i will not read because i've actually already read them so i'm gonna leave that to you Ah. oh damn um but one of them is one that i haven't read before and i i think i'm gonna um dip my toes into it and give it a read and we'll talk when we do that we'll talk about it on the show hell yeah so, um, if you have fanfic that you would like to us for read, if you're a fanfic writer, just like a really big fan, um, let us, uh, let us know about it and we will, we'll read it and give it a shout out. Hell yeah. So. 
Um, I feel as if I've learned a lot today. I feel like I have as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an interesting little beginning conversation, but I wanted to talk about this because uh, fanfic is so important in my life, and it's something I really love. And uh, recently, um, one of like the fandom greats had her birthday. Um, it's Bajo something. Is it Bajo? Like that doesn't seem right but i'm going with it i've committed to it um (laughs) commit to the bit but this woman um was credited went to her first con star trek convention in 1952 and is credited with leading the campaign that saved star trek damn um so yeah she's awesome um and it just felt appropriate to talk about why we love fandom so much um, even when we don't love it, we still love it. Uh, especially since this week's episode is called Slash Fan Fiction. Yeah. Travis, what's it about? Uh, Sam and Dean. I've heard of them. Who? Go. They go to a knife shop. And then their boyfriends are there, and they have a nice little knife shopping party time. Aw. Well, that took a sweet turn. <laughs> and nothing bad happens. And nothing bad happens And not the way you think. <laughs> not the way you think. <laughs> all right. Well, Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen, but let's find out. Hell yeah. And we're back. Oh man, y'all were right. This is the episode that I've been hanging onto my socks for. It's Fucking the episode right. of your dreams. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Tell us your feelings. Uh, I mean, I thought it was great. I'm like, it Hell was yeah. all Leviathan all the time. Yep. Uh, I do have a question in general about the supernatural universe. Okay. Hit, hit us. How is this not happening to Sam and Dean literally all the time? Or with, like, shifters and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, with, like, shifters and ghosts and, like, all well, kinds of other shit that could, like, assume his form or make people hallucinate into seeing them. Like, how is this not a bigger problem for them? I mean, technically it has happened to Dean before, yeah. but... That, I mean, it, it's happened to both of them, really, because it's yeah. happened to Dean in the, what, was it the Bank Robin? Yeah. It yeah. also had to do with the bank, and then also Born Under a Bad Sign, where Sam was... Possessed. Uh, possessed and yeah. then didn't know it. Honestly, this episode, I'm glad that we're bringing this up because this episode gave me some serious flashbacks to seasons one, two, three. Yeah. Mostly those three. Not seasons oh, yeah, four. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this is not the first time this season that I've been like, this episode reminds me of a previous episode. And I'm wondering if this is going to be kind of a theme. Mm-hmm. Like, much like last season, like, every episode was, like, a movie or a song reference. I wonder if this season... Every episode of Supernatural is a Supernatural reference. <laughs> the snake eats its own tail! Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Take that meta. That aura bonus. Yeah. No, um, but I was more thinking, like, 
are we going yeah are we going to have a lot of episodes that like kind of call back to like the earlier seasons and if we are what's the reason for that because um the defending your life episode reminded me a lot of uh uh route 666 right mm. and then um last episode reminded me a lot of um a couple of different episodes, actually. Uh, there was the Samwin episode in season four, the mm-hmm. Samwin, yeah, episode. Um, I and feel then, like uh, season three. There was like another witch suburbia episode. Yeah, I, I feel like this new showrunner is trying to take the show back to its roots, but also bring new elements to the equation. Mm-hmm. What do you think, well, Travis? Well, I feel like what Ari is talking about is kind of inherent in large bodies of creative work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in music. So, like, like, if you look at a band like the Mountain Goats, they have, like, 20 years worth of albums because that man, Madman, puts out like an album almost every single year. Oh, Damn. it's ridiculous. In, in fact, the Mountain Goats is putting out two albums this year. They put out one earlier and then one in October. Well, I mean, quarantine, baby. Yeah. But um you can look at songs that he has written mm-hmm. and see a lot of parallels in songwriting. And sometimes he says that it's on purpose, like yeah. he feels like some of his songs have their own family that they stay with. But I feel like that's just kind of like the beats of being a creative uh, person is sometimes you're bound to go back to things that you know worked. Yeah. yeah. So it's always going to feel a little bit the same, but not be so like... it's Well, I I guess in some ways there's like that, and then there's also like ACDC... Mm. Where all of their songs are, I literally cannot differentiate any single ACDC song. Who can? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, mean, there's at this like point. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm thinking of when, like, especially when you bring this up about music, is one of my favorite bands, CKY. Mm-hmm. They take like there's like three songs that are just a continuation of an idea. It's the exact same. Like ah. they have the like I think it's like 96 quite quitter, quite better beings. Uh, what the fuck is the other one? It's like uh, Escape from Hellview, and then there's another one. But any bedoozle, they're the songs are pretty much sound exactly the same, but they're mm-hmm. pretty much three chapters of the same story. And so they always get that bad rap because they're also like three of their most popular songs, and I think they're like one, two, and three on Spotify even. Ah, okay. Uh, but they get that same bad rap as ACDC where like the, the, all the songs sound the same. Well, they kind of do because they're the same story. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you know what works, why not just keep doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. But like, you give it a good twist and add some new stuff to it, you know? I um, am curious because I don't really watch any other like long-running television shows like Grey's Anatomy or mm-hmm. other ones well i did recently i did recently go most of the way through burn notice Mm. again and that show has seven seasons and what i love about it is that it introduces formulas a very good like sometimes it's a whodunit sometimes it's just like 
solving a crime Mm -hmm. but later on it takes the same beats that it did way early on references those and then you get a good twist on them which is lovely like when fucking mcdonald's is like hey it's the mcdouble but with bacon Oh, yeah. I was 100%. When I said long-ranging shows, I was 100% thinking 15 seasons, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess we're only in season seven of Supernatural. <laughs> I guess I have seen shows that have seven or more seasons, like The mm-hmm. West Wing. Yeah. Or- that, yeah. That show does it as well, where it has, it introduces a formula and then spins it like yeah. way later on, mm-hmm. just so it doesn't feel samesies all but the also time. also, the, uh, yeah, the, the very nature of the West Wing is just, like, because it cones so closely to reality, like, it's based, the West Wing's basically just set in a alternate history America, but an alternate yeah. history where, like, this could all conceivably happen, you know? Yeah. Like, in the West Wing, like, peace is brokered in the Middle East successfully, which is a thing that could hypothetically happen, just hasn't yet, or might mm-hmm. never happen. But, um, you know, or like we get our first female chief justice of the Supreme Court, which is a thing that could hypothetically happen, but hasn't. Or we have a progressive Democratic president, which is a thing that could hypothetically happen. It just hasn't. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but I'm um, political references. OK, political <laughs> jokes. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that, like. Yeah, it de- it definitely does like a screw formula, but it also sticks very closely to reality. So the stories feel f- it never feels like it's dipping back into the pot. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of in the way that like season seven is starting to feel. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. It really isn't. Um, because I do love this episode, and I loved the last one as well. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, it's just an interesting thing to take note of now, and I want to see if the trend continues. So, it's kind of like eating mashed potatoes in different ways. Yeah, that's fair. It's Twice like, baked. Yeah, it's like, hey, here. Did I say baked potatoes or mashed potatoes? Try mashed potatoes, but mashed potatoes. Just are potatoes or mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Put back yeah, and get like, them baked again. There's that. There's like garlic mashed potatoes. There's super buttery, creamy mashed potatoes. Oh, right. There's potatoes with. Brown gravy. There's potatoes with white gravy. You mm. monsters. Um, there is like potatoes with bacon in it. Mm-hmm. There is like there's you know countless it's, ways. It's just like TV's just like eating potatoes. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same thing <laughs> at its core, but you can get different flavors yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bubba. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times I've described a show as like it's supernatural, but with X. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's supernatural, but they do this instead. It's supernatural, yeah. but instead of two brothers, it's you know, a time traveler or whatever. Like, oh yeah. Then, Are we talking about quantum leap? Now I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> that was just an example I was making up. Yeah. Um, let's get back. Let's let's talk about the meat of the episode. Yeah. Speaking of potatoes, we're let's moving get some away meat from on that the plate. potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting to delicious pot roast. <laughs> um, a quick sum up of the plot of the episode we open on Sam and Dean robbing a bank and then shooting all of the people in that bank and mm-hmm. if you're savvy watchers of Supernatural like we are you might think to yourself wait a minute 
This doesn't sound this like our boys. This doesn't sound like something <laughs> Sam and Dean would do. What could be happening here? Saving monsters and hunting people. What's going on here? <laughs> so what's happening? Well, it turns out they have been copied <gasps> by the Leviathan, the Stringy oh, Boys. Oh, no! <laughs> we cut to Sam, Dean, and Bobby trying to find a way to kill Chet, the Leviathan that was captured last episode, and he informs them that they stole their DNA from the bathroom drains, which, again, these Leviathan man, a new level. They yeah. crafty. A yeah. not idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we have to, we're going to talk about the end of the episode, but, like, for real. For real. Um, and uh, there, these these Leviathan, Sam and Dean, are going, to, are going around and, and, and killing a bunch of people, like the dicks they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam and Dean leave to go stop them. Along the way, they meet Frank, who is like a crazy, uh, like, government conspiracy guy who, like, lives off yeah. the grid and gets them new identities, and they have to ditch the Impala. Yeah. Gotta ditch baby. And drive around in, like, a shitty... It was car. almost like a gremlin, yeah. Yeah, it was a car, for sure, right? It was definitely... Yeah, it was definitely a car, Ari, yes. Okay, okay. It's it had a, four wheels. It's a Pontiac Acadian. Ooh. Uh, a reason why no one's heard of it. <laughs> yep. Um, they have to drive around in this Pontiac, and uh, it's it's got nothing that the old car have. You will never be baby. She is better than you. <laughs> okay? You are nothing like her. This is temporary. Um, and they eventually suss out that the monsters are uh, going by specific, like, like basically they're going to towns in order of where Sam and Dean have hunted since the start of the series. Which, yeah. talk about a trip down memory lane, am I right, guys? Hey. Um, mm-hmm. They eventually find the monsters. They corner them in this, uh, like, sheriff station with the help of the sheriff, of the sheriff and the sheriff's daughter. Uh, um, the sheriff helps them kill uh, the monsters. And then uh, they, Sam and Dean, make their escape. They're dead again, right? Yeah. So... Like, the sheriff does them a solid and is like, I'll say you guys officially died. So you can, yeah. you know, fake your deaths again and, and go away since you're clearly innocent of all crimes. Except for maybe the grave robbing ones. <laughs> and um, and the credit card scams. And uh, we'll burn the bodies. Two um, Leviathan show up, posed as FBI agents. They quickly suss out that the sheriff and his daughter are lying, and then they eat them. And then the Leviathans contact their mysterious boss, who we find out is named Dick. Dick Roman. Yeah. Dick Roman. <laughs> if I had to describe Dick, I would call him a real Donald Trump type. Oh, yeah. yeah. To a C. For sure. Like, apprentice-era Donald Trump. Probably more educated and, like... Yeah. A little bit more wits about him. Yeah. Definitely pulled himself up by his bootstraps, if you get what I'm getting at. I mean, he pulled himself out of an angel and up by his bootstraps that way, in a sense. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. 
And then, uh, meanwhile, while all this has been going on, um, Bobby has been trying to torture Chet to try to figure out, like, not torture, but just trying to kill him over and over again. He cuts Chet off, like, cuts his head off. That shuts him up for a while. And then Jody shows up to, like, thank Bobby for saving her life back in Mm -hmm. um, episode two. Two. And uh, she decides to clean up the cabin that they're staying in. And Cleaner gets to the floor and it burns the Leviathan. And Bobby finds out that Borax will damage the Leviathan. It's the only thing that's like really worked. So now our boys have a way to fight against it. So you're telling me that a side character from Space Ghost coast to coast is what is going to be able to defeat these monsters Uh, oh Oh, that is exactly what i'm telling you sorry i had to do that so that's how sam and dean were able to defeat the leviathan in the police station is with cleaning supplies and by cutting their heads off it doesn't kill them permanently but if you can separate the heads from the body they can't get back together there's a way worse joke in this as well. What's the joke? That the thing that ultimately defeated a Leviathan this episode mm-hmm. is gender norms. Oh my god. And I'm proud to be uh. an American. We're at least. Okay. Uh, we're just going to move right past that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Crowley shows up this episode to court Dick. Dick says no in more words. And then, that was beautiful, right? Fuck. Yeah. Leviathan Dean tells regular Sam that regular Dean killed Kitsune Amy. <laughs> yeah. So that's Cat's Fox is out of the bag, I guess. <laughs> and the episode ends with Sam and Dean breaking up for like the fifth time. I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm sure it'll last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our dynamic duo is really broken up now, guys. Um, <laughs> and and that's, I mean, that's a pretty hard sum up of the episode. Let's talk about our likes, dislikes, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Um, my first question: Where is Crowley getting baby uvulas? You know, just like <laughs> lying around wherever. Probably. You know, with Crowley, he could have been hanging on to those for, like, the last 300 years or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Demons hoard weird shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, 300 years ago when baby uvulas were more, like, readily available. Oh, I hope mm. they're organic and free range. <laughs> Most likely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, Crowley yeah. seems like the type to really put out for his yeah. clients. Well, you know, all babies are free range if you're laissez-faire enough. <laughs> if, if I mean, if you don't have a good baby <laughs> game... <laughs> how do i get past the bait and do i have to push down and pull up at the same time (laughs) this is fucking hard okay i'm just gonna let the baby run around (laughs) yeah crowley makes our dick um gluten-free baby uvula muffins I loved that entire interaction, and I was looking forward to it the whole episode. Oh, me too. God, God. I just knew it was coming, and I was like, let's see it. Mm -hmm. Let us see it. Because what I love about it is 
Sam and Dean countless times throughout the show so far, and even, well, but through the show so far, Dean and Sam have always given such a hardcore stance, a staunch stance, if you will, mm-hmm. against working with demons. But they have always ultimately had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we see from this interaction between Dick and Crowley is that Dick will never work with Crowley, no matter what corner he's fucking in. Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure this he... won't come back to bite him at all. But I, f- I feel like hell at this point is basically like that quote, from the, uh, that quote from Men in Black where it's like, an individual is smart, people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crowley yeah. is a genius. Crowley is a strategic like a strategic genius. He's a manipulative bastard. He's mm-hmm. the chess master. He's one of the smartest people in any room he's in. Demons are fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when Dick was taking Crowley to town, just being like, you are a tumor. You are the putrid slime that I scrape off my boot. Oh, here's the quote. I have it up. Now it's your turn to listen. I'd sooner swim through hot garbage than shake hands with a bottom-feeding mutation like you. You demons are ugly, lazy, gold-digging whores. You're less than humans, and they're not good for much till you dip it in garlic sauce. I'd never work with you, Crowley. In fact, if I wasn't busy with better things, I might actively wipe your kind from the face of the universe, and you'd deserve it. Are we clear? I love like, Crowley. <laughs> I loved Crowley's reaction because it wasn't Crystal. It was just keep the muffins and then Vamos. Oh, I love yeah. it. Crowley's too classy <laughs> for that. And we yeah. all know. I mean, we all know with a little hope from our friends, Crowley's going to end up on top of whatever situation he's in. Oh, definitely. Wow, wow. Yeah, but but for Dick to just be like, you're a whore. Your whole family is a whore. And so is your mom. I was just like, good job, Mr. Roman. I mean, take mm-hmm. him down, you know? Hell yeah. Because take him. it's another thing that makes the Leviathan threatening compared to the demons. Like, the demons have been very slapdash about their operation, despite being the biggest name in town for the past 3,000 billion years or however long it's been since the start mm-hmm. of the universe and the fall of Lucifer and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they've done exactly what in all that time? Waited around for Sam Winchester to release Lucifer from the box? Basically. The, yeah. the Leviathans get out of the box and in like, I don't know, a month they're all just like, okay, We've possessed several people. We've got two FBI agents. We've got Dick is like a like a major CEO Fortune 500 company. Like they have a plan and they are putting yeah. it into effect. They've almost killed Sam and Dean multiple times. Yeah. And we're only on episode 7. Yeah. <laughs> like or 6 or however many episodes it's been it's been a it's been a couple of episodes it's definitely been more than two it's like the demons are more likely to go rogue and do their own selfish things Mm -hmm. like crowley actually yeah Yeah. like 
Crowley is like demons and Crowley especially they 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 all act purely out of self interest. Yeah. Where <clears throat> Leviathans are more like a pack, and they are yeah. definitely more team players. And yeah. sometimes the demons acting out of self interest actually works against their own self interest. Yeah. Like for yeah. real. And um, I'm interested to sing to see like what Crowley's gonna do now. You know what I mean? He's gonna go and ask Sam and Dean for help. Oh, pro- I mean, really? Do you think? You think so? Maybe? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, another thing I loved, every scene with Bobby and Chet. Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote Those down... were really great. Jody motherfucking Mills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also wrote down, I like Bobby and Jody's friendship. No, wait, I ship it. No, oh. maybe. <laughs> um. It's it's funny because you can tell Bobby's into it and Jody's into it, but I think Bobby is way too scared to be either be hurt or to hurt again. Oh, yeah, 100%. To act on anything. It's that yeah. classic, I can't be with you, baby, because I've got... I destroy everything I touch. Yeah, I, I, I'm, my job's too dangerous, and blah blah. But you know that whole like coward, yeah. coward's way out thing. Yeah, the the reverse Midas complex. Yeah. What are we? Uh, how are we feeling about Jobby? Guys, Bodie. Uh, the. <laughs> What's their ship name? I'm not sure. Uh, Sills. Minger. 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 Oh God. <laughs> Sills. Bodie is nice. Jobby sounds too much like Jobber for me, or Dobby from Harry Potter, which is yeah. just weird. Um. Okay, we'll go with. Uh, let's go with Minger. Yeah. No, I don't like that one. Um. Okay, not not Jobby. Bodie. How about Bodie? Bodie. Yeah, let's go with Bodie. Okay, Bodie. All right. How are we feeling about Bodie, guys? We shipping it. I'm- I'm down to clown with Bodie. We writing the yeah. fanfic for it. I'm down for it. I just want Bobby to be happy. <sighs> Fucking a bitch. Me he too. He deserves it. I ship Bobby in happiness. Actually. Oh man. <laughs> man, Travis, Especially I have great after news after this episode. Right. I have great news for you, bud. You just gotta wait and see what happens. I just gotta wait for the heat death eight of the more universe. Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. Okay, anyways, so, um, oh, I also wrote down, sorry, I have to write down, okay, so, um, I write down notes during the episode, and I have to share with you guys some of my notes, um, because I love Chet, too, uh, I love that Chet was just, like, in the beginning scene, when he, he was just, like, I am the least of your problems. He basically was just like, look, I am a mook, okay? I am a level one villain in a video game. You can (laughs) defeat me by bopping me on the head with your stick. Like, (laughs) I do not matter. Um, I loved that. Uh, He was a snarky little bitch, and I was here for it. When did y'all realize that the FBI agents were Leviathan? I don't think both of them were. No, they both were. I mm, I don't know about both of them. I legitimately only think Valente was. Really? I thought they both yeah. were. Were they both not in that ending scene? Oh no! It was just Valente. Oh. Right. 
Yeah. Hold, hold, please. Mm. Do, 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 I am, do. I am like a thousand percent certain it was just Valente by himself, because I don't think, like, I think Dick is still like on the rise, so to speak. He's still erecting, and Boo. wow, <laughs> Boo. thanks, man. And I don't think they've like fully gone through everything just yet. Uh, they're not. They're probably at like nine thirty. They're not all the way to midnight. If you catch my drift. So there are two there. Yeah. Agents Valente and Morris. Yeah. Uh. Which I looked up. Valente is a classical song person, music person. Okay. So, which I thought was like kind of an interesting twist. On yeah. the whole, um, you know. Okay, Dolphin. Agent Valente yeah. returns and says it doesn't matter before attacking and eating them. Okay. He is a Leviathan. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, he's for sure a Leviathan. Okay, sorry. It's, I mean, it's still very up in the air and it's not suggested. That's just what I'm yeah. thinking. There is the possibility that they both are, but I just... I just think it's Valente by himself just because of how he was acting and, like, how, like, by the book the other guy was when he found out about Sam and Dean being dead. Yeah. I I think I think it is that it was just Valente. Yeah. Because then they both leave, but then Valente comes back to, like, eat the fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just read something on the IMDb that made my soul leave my body. What's that? Essie Hinton, writer of The Outsiders, is a... He's in this episode. She, she is? She's she, I'm sorry. Apparently a huge Supernatural fan. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a picture on the wiki. Took one of my super. She writes fan fiction for Supernatural. <laughs> oh, what if the snake God. eats its own tail? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. More like Moraboros. Hinton's first visit to set was during season four, episode six, Yellow Fever. In September 2011, she made her fourth visit to the set of Supernatural, and this time she was in front of the camera, playing a woman who was killed in the di- dinner in episode seven, season. And season seven, episode six, slash fiction. Mm. Um, the symbolism in Sam's hair by S.E. Hinton. Oh, no, it's 403. No. Um, S.E. Hinton writes fan fiction on December 9th, 2011. She tweeted, took one of my supernatural fanfics to read in writing group today. It was a big hit, though no one else watches the show. My fanfics are nothing <laughs> special. Mostly just slice of life stuff with no plot, but it's fun. Eric likes them. As in Eric motherfucking Kripke? <laughs> did she just name drop Kripke just by his yeah. first fucking name? Yeah. All right, I think she did. I think a bitch does. We're following her. <laughs> I'm following her on Twitter right now. Can so, I yeah. make a confession? Yes. Sure. Did not realize that Essie Hinton was still alive. I mean, <laughs> honestly, kind of same. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I read The Outsiders in, like, seventh grade, and all of the other authors I read in, like, middle school were all dead, because most of them were, 
from old white dudes yeah or old white dudes oh my god so i was just like oh yeah essie hinton the dead author (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'm on her twitter right now okay Again, my soul found its way back into its body, <laughs> and now it is about to leave again. Essie Hinton is, okay, I for a long time have been a huge fan of Essie Hinton, because she wrote The Outsiders at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when I was a child, when I was the age where I was reading The Outsiders, that is all I wanted, was to be, like, like her and write a book at a young age and have it be like huge. I mean, she was 18 when it was mm-hmm. published, right? Yeah. And well, I that's loved... probably why she's still alive. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I love The Outsiders and I loved The Outsiders movie. I watched it like a million times when I was like 14 years old. So her Twitter bio says writer for a long, long time, supernatural fan horsewoman wife mother friend <laughs> that's a very specific her, order her second Damn. her second description of who she is is as she identifies first as a writer second as a supernatural fan third as a horsewoman and then as a wife a mother and a friend does essie she- hinton go to supernatural conventions I mean, I mean, I guess she doesn't have to because she gets to go to the set. Why didn't we know yeah. about this before? Why is this the first time we're learning about it? <laughs> God, she seems like somebody we should try and have on the show if we're going to ever get, you know, somebody who's worked on the show on the show. I think that'd be cool as fuck to have her because I feel like she'd have great insights and whatnot. I, I'm just losing my mind right now. Yeah. I don't even remember what this episode was about. I have to go back and rewatch it because I totally <laughs> missed her. This is crazy to me. We absolutely have to try to get her on the show. I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. Tweet at uh S <laughs> No, do not tweet at S E N for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, we will attempt to get her on the show. No pressure from you guys. My bad, y'all. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah don't, don't do that. Do not bother this kind lady's uh, supernatural horse time. Yeah, don't bother Ooh, this horse Supernatural woman. horse time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of things that were in her Twitter bio. <laughs> Oh, man. I feel like we've all learned something here today. Yeah. Yeah, we've learned that one of my favorite writers also watches and loves one of my favorite shows. That's what we've learned. (laughs) Sounds like we've got an in. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Continuing about the episode. (laughs) All right. Um, Do you ever watch... I tweeted last week... um, uh, I tweeted last week, do you ever watch an episode of Supernatural and know that the Supernatural writers have eaten their 1.5 pounds of shredded wheat? Yes. That was this episode, 100%. The dialogue mm-hmm. was snappy. It was yes. it was excellent. Um, it was, like, tragic where it needed to be. It was funny in some places. Um, 
I especially loved all the scenes with Frank. Uh, yeah, yes. Frank was great. Yeah, Frank was excellent. Let's talk about Frank a little bit. Um, I I just, I love that character archetype. Yes. Who's like the guy who knows how to make you disappear and is probably a little paranoid about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, there's that, that character in Breaking Bad, too. The vacuum he, salesman? The vacuum salesman, and he shows up in the movie at the, at the, the movie that's about Jesse. Yeah. Um. El Camino. Yeah, I just, I really like that character. <clears throat> I love Frank, in particular, like, as an archetype of the character, because usually, so, this character shows up in disaster movies a lot, where he's, like, the one kooky scientist who's, like, the the only person being, like, guys... 2012 is happening and the Mayans were right and the world's going to be destroyed, right? Really yeah, big yeah. Roland Emmerich archetype. Um, mm-hmm. So, but what I love about Frank is that usually that character is like, even no matter how insane he sounds or looks, he's actually the only sane person in the room because he's the only one that like sees the danger. Frank <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Frank doesn't believe in the supernatural. He thinks these are all government conspiracies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't you know? Doesn't don't Sam and Dean know that the government's been kidnapping and cloning people for years? These aren't Leviathan, okay? That would be crazy. <laughs> it's the government, man, and I love that so much. Yeah, it's a solid twist. Yeah, I wrote down again. Here's my like stream of consciousness. Um, stream of consciousness note about Frank. What gun is that? It looks like space. Wait, is Frank not a hunter? Just a conspiracy theorist? Oh my god, this episode is a remake of Night Shifter. God, why can't I remember my dad's birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh... That's... But one of my lines that I really liked from Frank was, um... Uh, Sam and Dean were like... Um... Oh, God, I can't remember the specifics now. But they were like, are you sure this will work? Or do you have a plan from for us? Or are these identities going to be enough? And Frank was like, look, when you're going up against two people who have taken your identities or using them to go on a murder-killing spree across the country, this is what you have to do. And I was like, what an insanely specific situation thank you so much frank i hope we never find ourselves in this situation again oh (laughs) here's what it was they were trying to find a pattern to the um to where sam and dean were going for the killing sprees right Uh, leviathan sam and dean um and uh they were like looking at a map and they were like there's no pattern they're not close to each other like they're just random places and frank goes if there's one thing i've learned is that when two of your clones are going around the country going on a killing spree that where there's no pattern, there's always a pattern. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's such a great line. It's... Do you know what the pattern actually was? Yes, I do know what the pattern was. I love the pattern. I love the pattern, too. Are, we, you know are neither of us going to say it now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are we just going to keep... Is it a secret? Is the pattern a secret? <laughs> uh, actually, I was scrolling so I could find it again. <laughs> oh, it was like... it was. They were like hitting all the greatest hits in order from like where they had They gone. were hitting episodes one and two. They were hitting episodes one, two, three, mm-hmm. episode six, and episode seven, all from season one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
first they went to where the woman in white Jericho, California. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the dead in the water place. No, then they went to the Wendigo place. Oh yeah, the then Wendigo the, place. Then the dead in the water like, place. It was like Blackheart, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the dead in the water place so that they could, um, what was it? Oh, track down that guy who like slept with his devil mom and then killed a bunch of people. But then also maybe it was all a dream. Yeah. Spoilers for Devour. They went. Yeah, I was about to be like, they went to Devour. Damn. <laughs> they went to Devour. Um, oh, man. I did love the interaction between Leviah Dean and Leviah Sam. Yes. Like just them bitching about being the butt in the bodies that they were in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like especially like Leviah Dean being like he loves these and eats them at least once a day. To him they're almost better than sex. Yeah, he's gonna these die are disgusting. Talk about an artery clogger. Yeah. I also loved when Dean was when Leviah De- Leviah Dean was like it's a constant comedy show. This guy thinks he's a fucking comedian. <laughs> yeah. It's like Night at the Goddamn Apollo in here. <laughs> and the Vias Sam was like, it's it's constant hell visions. Yep. And I always eat like dead plants with creamy bullshit. It's like eating like a plate of like what was it, like self righteousness? Yes. Yeah. Self righteousness <laughs> on a plate. Yeah, yeah. So I loved the little roasting of their characters. That was mm-hmm. delightful. Um Oh yes. It's a good way to do meta is to have, you know, a specific situation where, like, your two characters are being shapeshifted and they get all the memories and then also, like... Hating on themselves. Yeah. 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 I like the idea that a tub shroom could have saved this episode from happening. You know what I mean? Like, if Sam and Dean just cleaned out their damn shower drains... Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be in this mess. Well, who thinks to clean out a shower drain in a hotel motel, you know? I mean, that's a good point. That is a good point. But if I lived in a hotel motel life, like if I just, if I, that's where I went and they had the option, I would totally get a tub shroom. Listeners, this is not sponsored by tub shroom. Um, It's just great if you have one here. There was one time where Kat and I went to a hotel and it was like, a, it, was, it was all right. But we stayed in like the presidential suite, which mm-hmm. had a hot tub in it. Mm-hmm. And both before and after we got out, like we used the hot tub, we ran bleach through the whole thing <laughs> to wash it out. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Um, I loved we've mentioned the scenes with Bobby and Chet where eventually Chet turns into Bobby. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. And you know, does the whole like your relationship with your dad is terrible. You're drunk. I'm going to eat you. Typical, typical mm-hmm. Leviathan demon stuff. Um, which is all fine and dandy. Uh, um, but when eventually the- Bobby just gets sick of it and cuts off Chet's head. Yeah. And then it's like, that's one way to shut him up. And I was like, try beheading first. Yeah. What is it going to get through y'all's heads? Go with the beheading all the time. Beheading the words of Thanos go for the head. Even if, yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't permanently work, it at least shuts the motherfucker up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. try try that and then move on to other things that should be number one on the list can i bet it does it have a head sorry this is gonna come up later um where i'm just like why didn't you try the beheading thing so bobby says to chad 
a chat chad whoever yeah he says that if you bleed you can die yep if it bleeds, which is like it dies he should okay. alter that saying to if it has a head it can be beheaded yes yeah absolutely Oh. Well, I think he was going directly for the predator quote, though. Oh, yeah. Bobby, but still. Again, the writers were eating their Wheaties because Bobby had a lot of really excellent lines this episode. Mm-hmm. Including, oh, yeah. if it you bleed, if you bleed, you can die. And if you're going to be stupid, be smart about it. Yep. And then my personal favorite moment, which is when Bobby and Leviathan Bobby are talking and Bobby says, you a Browning fan? And Bobby, fake Bobby says, come again. Robert Browning, poet, you got that name rattling around up there with the rest of my thoughts and feelings? Well, it's kind of hard to sift through all the drunken blackouts, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp. I like that. That's actually lovely. Browning, after I eat you, I'm definitely going to hit the library. And then, (laughs) real Bobby cuts off fake Bobby's head, which has got to be really, if you're filled with that much self-loathing, that's got to be really cathartic. Oh, absolutely. Like, there are times I've wanted to cut off my own head and survived, so. Yeah. So, when the borax seeped through the floor while Jody was cleaning, mm-hmm. when he ran up and, like, kissed her, did, like, a pseudo-porn, like, bow, chicka, wow, wow, like, run, like, did anybody else hear that, or was that just me? Oh. I think that was just you. The, oh, no. That's fair. The music note I had there was 100% like, okay, they were going for swelling and romantic, and they settled on, like, the babysitter's here again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casa erotica. It wasn't just you. <laughs> They were they were attempting swelling a romantic, but they hit more in the. I'm sorry, the plumbing's going to be how much? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have any money for pizza, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, although yes, Bobby does kiss Jody when she mm-hmm. finds out about the borax, and Jody is just like, I, my soul has now left my body too. I. <laughs> She's like, that's not the reaction I was looking for yep. or expecting. That's not what I was expecting for cleaning your floors. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Jody motherfucking Mills here to save yeah. the day. Hell yeah. I love her. She's so great. She is. This is, I think season seven is really, I mean, we've had good women on the show before, but they usually, I don't know, die really quickly. Um, like Ellen. I loved Ellen, right? Ellen's great. Yeah. She was around for how many episodes before she bit it? Same with Joe. Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think season seven is where we start to get like, like some really excellent female characters that we're gonna see for a while. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jody is is one of them. And Jody is top tier. Oh yeah, she's she's amazing. Like ten out of ten for sure. So, um. Really excited to see more of her. Oh, the reason why in the Frank quote I put it looks like space is because Frank pointed a gun at Sam and Dean when they came in, but it didn't look like a gun I'd ever seen before, and it looked like a sci-fi gun. Did kind it of not? like a Spaz 12 shotgun to me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, Which yeah, kind of looks... Like a, it was like a tactical combat shotgun. Okay, yeah. I'm not familiar with guns, so that's probably why I was like, what sci-fi contraption is this? Because um, I think it... Part of it is, like, some of the stuff you see on there, it's, like, it can go from being, like, a pistol grip and then something folds out and it, it's a full stock 
yeah. Uh, yeah. against the shoulder thing like that. So that's like part of why it looks like that. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Did anyone else see? So, um, one of the more like darkly funny moments of the episode was. This is after Sam and Dean have figured out the pattern, which is they're going to places they've hit up before, and they realize that the next stop is St. Louis for the shapeshifter episode mm-hmm. and of season one. And Dean is like, oh, yes, I'm going to go die at this diner. Best burgers in St. Louis. I needed something good to happen. And it cuts <laughs> to Leviah, Sam, and Dean at that diner. <laughs> yes, that was so good. It was I, hilarious. I love that. I love that for two reasons. One, because yeah. it was hilarious, and two, it's because that told you that the Leviathans are one hundred percent in Sam and Dean's heads. Oh yeah. Oh Like yeah. they're not just like I think this is when they had that conversation about the burgers, but it's like and the whole meta conversation. But it's like it it, was. before before you even had that conversation, it showed you that these are not just monsters masquerading as Sam and Dean. They are one hundred percent, yeah, like in their personalities, know everything about them. They know Dean's oh, yeah. favorite burger place, and I love that all of St. Louis. Right, St. Louis isn't exactly a one horse town. Like yeah. <laughs> they have more than a couple of burger places. <laughs> I'd I go ahead and say that St. Louis maybe has like at least three burger places. I would say that's probably <laughs> pretty fair. Well, there's also a couple McDonald's, so we're, we'll bump oh, that yeah. number up to like seven. Well, um, actually, yeah. you know what? I know there's at least one Burger King because that's where Kat and I went to have the Impossible Burger before it went national. So eight. Ah. At least eight burger places. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. Sorry. I would have loved it if Sam and Dean, if like Dean had been like, oh man, I can't wait. Best toasted ravioli in St. Louis. And then we cut to Leviathan, like cutting a piece of toasted ravioli and gingerly putting it into his mouth and then going, hot, 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 hot. And then spitting it back out again and going, and then dipping, taking a hand finger and gingerly dipping it into the marinara sauce and then eating it. Anyways, I really want toasted ravioli. So if we could make a trip up to St. Louis real quick, that would be great. Really anywhere in Missouri, I think would be fine. Although I do think you need to be in Northern Missouri. Anyways, the point is that toasted ravioli is amazing. Okay. Um, I feel like we don't have to leave the state for it, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to leave the state for it if you want to get it at like restaurants though that's fair like you can buy like frozen toasted ravioli or I guess make it yourself <laughs> but if who am I binging with babish yeah gross but if I want to go to um, like a restaurant and just be like hello maitre d bring me a plate of your finest toasted ravioli, which, by the way, is fried. Have y'all ever had toasted ravioli? No. I, oh my I god! I think I have. It's. So I've good. had. I've had pizza rolls, and those are kind of like ravioli. Mm. Yeah, they're to- Those are totally toasted. Uh, yeah. yeah those are the same. I've had, I feel like that's. I've had fried I feel like pizza that's... rolls, so that's like yeah. fried ravioli. Okay. So. I, I I eat pop tarts. <clears throat> I'm writing down. Um, Take Ben to Toasted Ravioli. Punish Travis. (laughs) (laughs) 
for the gall. <laughs> In fact, I usually, so for a long time, I've been a hater of pizza rolls because most people, like absolute monsters, just cook them in a microwave and then are fine with soggy pizza rolls. Oh yeah, that's I, horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I have started cooking pizza rolls in an air fryer and guess what? It's goddamn delicious. Oh, fuck. I All right. love toasted ravioli pizza rolls. I am writing down right now, leave Travis in Tennessee. <laughs> Invite his girlfriend who is nice. <laughs> To toasted ravioli night. I've already got all the toasted ravioli I want. I just go to Walmart, <laughs> get a fifty pound sack of pizza rolls. Okay, I'm in for the night. I'm writing I out. Feel like... I'm, t- I'm crossing out punish, and I'm putting kill, <laughs> and I'm crossing oh. out goal and putting insult to all of Missouri. <laughs> All right. Okay, I've got my notes down so we can move on now. (laughs) So, um, but I thought it was very funny that like, I mean, it's it's very dark, but it's funny to me that Dean's like, I can't wait to eat this burger. And then the next time we see Sam and Dean, they have gotten a video of Leviah, Sam and Dean shooting up this diner that Dean wanted to go to so bad. Also, they have the kid, like, record a video of them shooting up the diner. Yeah. And what phone did that child have that his recording, his video recording looked like that? It, it looked like a pseudo sidekick. It said record in the, in the, in the upper corner. Yeah. <laughs> Camera phones used to be shitty and weird like that. This is 2011. Like, I definitely had a smartphone back then. He probably put a filter on it. Mm. Probably. Or even, even better, <laughs> Sam and Dean killed the kid and then picked up the phone, stopped the recording, and then put the filter on it I'm sorry. for the police to find. I just imagined, like, one of those <laughs> shitty Snapchat filters over Sam and Dean as they shot up this restaurant. <laughs> They had, like, dog faces yes, while they murdered like they, people. They're, like, yes. going around oozing people to death, and then, like, a tongue pops out of Dean's mouth, like a cartoon dog done. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. Well, when we remake the show in 10 to 15, 30 that's years. That's what's going to happen. Tell you. I like how we keep adding time on how long it's going to be until we remake the show. I mean, look, we're busy, all right? We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. And then they finally do catch up to them in episode Iowa? seven town, which yep. of yeah. course I remember where that is. Is Hookman. Hook Hookman Town. Right? Yes? Yep. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. And as we we all remember the Hookman episode perfectly. Yep. Obviously. I mean yeah. it was some Iowa is all the same. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So small town Iowa, where they eventually, they finally catch up to them, um, and they see them across the street, but then they get arrested. Yeah. That was a hilarious moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like how, okay, so, uh, and they get taken to prison, and then that's where they meet, like, old small town sheriff who sends, like, everybody you know, away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they uh <clears throat> like they're they're absolutely cornered and bobby is able dean's able to get in touch with bobby and bobby tells them about the borax and um dean's like you've got to get me as much cleaning supplies as you possibly can or else we're all gonna die and the sheriff's like yeah right whatever you're crazy you're into all sorts of satanic cult shit it's satanic panic all over again um but then he walks out into like the main area and he sees one of his deputies chomping on another one of his deputies and then like one of the leviathans comes out and is like hey man what the fuck are you doing you can't have a snack right now we are busy <laughs> we are busy beavers do you, we have a schedule do you know where we have to be tomorrow wherever the fuck episode eight took place <laughs> which was bugs so yeah. wherever the fuck that was okay a development <laughs> area obviously duh and um then they both turn back into sam and dean and the sheriff very intelligently is like don't want to know don't want to know and keeps walking yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and gets the borax and that's how they're able to defeat him and while that is happening <sighs> The other shoe drops. The other shoe drops. We've been waiting for it since episode three. It is now episode six. Travis, take us through this moment. What were what were your thoughts? Is that where uh, Leviathan Dean tells regular Sam that Fox Girl's dead? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Fox Girl is no longer Foxy. I mean, I well, mean, depending I on like, who you talk to. Hey. <laughs> it was kind of like of course this was going to happen yeah especially like seeing when you see the scene where they're in the um diner and you already know that they're totally in sam and dean's head of course there's gonna be the peak moment where one of them talks to the other and they think like, you know, the monster talks to the regular and they think each one is the other way around or something. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it was almost inevitable. I felt at, at oh, the yeah. very beginning of this episode, I was like, some shit's going to get revealed this time. Yeah. Um, and so I was just kind of like, yep, it's time for that to happen. Just like every other instance where this has come up, this was my least favorite moment of the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hated how it was revealed. It was just spoken very plainly. Because mm-hmm. Leviathan Dean is like, your brother thinks you're crazy, right? And Sam's like, whatever. I mean, I already know he does, but it's fine. I'm jogging. I'm doing a juice cleanse. Like, it's I'm doing yeah. it right. You know, <laughs> I have a scar on my hand that I push or whatever, and it makes crazy <laughs> Lucifer go away. Um, and then Leviathan Dean's like, oh, yeah? Well, guess what? He also murdered Amy after you said, pretty please don't. <laughs> pretty please all- with cherry <laughs> and sprinkles on top. It almost had, like, a I'm telling mom vibe to it. It really did. (laughs) I'm going to tell mom that you killed Amy, and she's going to be so mad. She's not going to let you have your 3DS for weeks. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, I uh, uh, did. I wasn't. I mean, Ben, what do you think? I thought it was fine. It wasn't great. Like, yeah. it was at least like a decent spin on the forced like drama. Yeah, because I feel like if the shoe had waited to be dropped, it probably would have been more poignant. I would have liked. Well, yeah, I will say I do think again, just like the past couple episodes, everything feels weirdly out of place this season. Mm, as yeah. far as the Amy storyline goes, like I really do feel like this reveal should have happened at a later episode. But only if the Amy storyline were something to give a shit about. Right. Which I hadn't been. I, I'm not enjoying this, you know? This isn't my favorite thing to happen. Um, I kind of wanted, and I knew this was never going to, this was never going to happen. But I wanted Sam to find out because Dean told him. Right. Yeah. I wanted the guilt to get so bad for Dean that he just had to come out about it and accept the consequences. That would have been a much better story. I agree. And then I think, and what I would have really liked is a moment where Dean went, getting this off my chest isn't mattered. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, Sam's mad at me. And yeah, I realize I did a bad thing. But at least... At least it was going to be him owning up to his mistakes. And not being tattled on, which is what happened. Yeah. Oh, my evil twin tattled on me to mom. And now I'm grounded for a week. Like, no, that... Yeah. This isn't... And and this is the moment that I... I think this was my least favorite moment in the entire episode... So they deal with everything, and this is the Sam and Dean breakup scene for, like, the 50,000th time. Yeah. And we all know they're going to be back together, like, the, the next two episodes, right? They might as well have ended this episode with Dean being like, get in the fucking car, Sam. Come on. We both know that you're not going to, this isn't going to mean anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cut to them driving yeah. off together or whatever. But yeah. Sam says, you lied to me. Which, yeah, true, that is what Dean did, and okay, he shouldn't have lied, but is that the issue here? Or is it that Dean killed someone who was like, I'm not going to kill anyone else? Like, it felt like Sam was mad at Dean for simply omission of truth. Yeah, like if Dean had been like, hey, I just want you to know that I killed Amy after I said I wouldn't, Sam would have been like, well, at least you were honest and gotten over it. Yeah. yeah. Like, the issue is not that Dean lied to Sam. The issue is that Dean killed Amy. Yeah, and, exactly. It, it didn't feel like that was the weight or the gravitas right. to the goddamn situation. Right. Well, Dean killed Amy and then lied about it. But yeah, it's like Dean has been guilty about basically killing an innocent woman. I mean, yeah. she wasn't innocent, but she was like, well, I'm not going to murder anyone else. I only murdered scumbags to save my son. And, yeah. oh, by the way, killing me will orphan my son and probably lead him to become a murderer as well. So you yeah. killed one murderer and the amount of murderers in the world actually went up as opposed to staying yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Batman. Yeah. Um, so here's here's my uh, suggestion for when we remake the show. Mm-hmm. We take last week's episode. Yeah. And we move it like way further on into the season. Sure. And instead of Joe 
being who gets brought back as like the surprise witness it is amy pond yes and then we just like we just move it because legitimately that episode can happen anywhere in the season and it would be exactly the goddamn same Mm -hmm. and then you just move this one this one up to like behind like directly killing because i feel like it'd be the exact same but i feel like things would be a little bit more poignant at the very goddamn least yeah but it was just everything happening so like bang bang play i also feel like in our remake of the show in 30 to 40 years um i would make the killing of amy be a little more gray because and again your mileage may vary on this listeners but to me, killing Amy was the absolutely wrong move. The yeah. only gray thing about it was that, no, she wasn't an innocent woman. She had murdered some scumbags. But, like, that's you, Dean. You murder yeah. scumbags all the time. And not yeah, just cause... and not just monsters. Humans, too. Yeah, because man is sometimes the ultimate monster. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we didn't really get to know these guys well enough to, like know whether or not they deserved the death penalty and i mean given your personal feelings maybe you think they never would but in the context of the morality of the show what amy did was not that much worse than what a ton of other characters who have had no consequences for their actions have done Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we saw in the beginning of the season dean being very like not forgiving but like accepting of Cass when he thought he had died and then come back again and Cass yeah. committed some genocides <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean Cass killed a what's, ton of innocent people and angels a, a little, innocent but it is a little light genocide amongst friends right? you know what i'm saying what's what's hey. a light genocide among friends <laughs> but hey. yeah. I'm, remember this for when I commit my genocide because I know y'all are all going to be like, Ari, how could you do that? I'm going to be like, guys, remember what we said yeah. earlier about friendship and yeah. genocide and the power of friendship? Do you not I remember? Mean, I'll be honest with you. I could, I've always seen you in that role and I think you'll do beautifully. Oh my God, Ben. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, God. But, I mean, I am a Capricorn, am I right? But, um... Hey! Jokes, jokes, what, like, jokes, jokes. <laughs> I don't know what your rising sign is, but it's totally you, girl. Oh, it's, uh... I, I've, I've gotten my, like, full astrological chart done, and I'm Cap- I'm Capricorn across the board. Fucking like, really? Like, I'm, su- I'm, I'm super Capricorn. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. The girl who was doing my, like, chart was like hold on, I need to go back and check something. And, like, it was, yeah, it was Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. Or however that works. I don't really remember, but... Yeah. um, But, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I'm glad it's out in the open because now we can be done with it or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm also, like, if we had, if, if it had been rewritten to be better, then that would have been better, I guess, maybe. That's fair. Travis, I got a question for you uh-huh. to move this along. How do you feel about Dick? Um, I feel like he's a pretty long and hard villain. Hey. Oh, I definitely I think, think gonna he's be... going to be a lasting <laughs> villain, if you know what I mean. I think he's going to be a turgid and veiny villain. I'm impressed you know by Dick's endurance, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like he's going to be a nice and girthy yeah, definitely. villain for us. He's going to have a very interesting mouthfeel, right? Is oh that... my god! Oh, that was too far. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna fuck the, he's gonna hit the bottom and fuck the walls. I up. think he's gonna fuck <laughs> Sam and Dean in the ass. That's what I think. I think he's just gonna, just a marathon pounding in the ass. Hey. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad we're all on the same page. I did love when he said to Crowley, "Don't roofie me and call it romance." Oh yeah, that was yeah. beautiful. That was solid. Yeah. Remember Crowley, he was in Cass. Not in that way, slash fiction. Anyways, but he was in <laughs> Cass and he totally knows like Are you telling me that Dick was in Cass? He, oh he was all inside Cass. <laughs> he was one hundred percent inside of Cass, yeah. God, for like the snake for eats like, his own tail again. For like several days. <laughs> like <laughs> Like a week. Yeah. Um, while well, Cast committed his light genocides, because Cast is a real multitasker, tasker, mm-hmm. no, or was he's dead now, and he always will be. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Are you saying that Cast could handle uh, a few dicks at once? Um, I, I mean, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything about what we were just talking about. Yeah, but it's apropos of nothing. I. I want to make a. I want to make a parody of the song one week. And the song is about how supernatural characters just keep coming back to life. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been one week since you heard from me. <laughs> the actor who plays Dick is James Patrick Stewart. Um, he Leader was in... of the USS Enterprise. Uh, yes, but also... You may have remember him from Jag, where he was in two episodes. Oh yeah, I was a huge Jag head. <laughs> That's what they called us. <laughs> I would always have a Jag off after school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, he was in an episode of. Oh, he's uh, played Valentin. Cassadine in or Cassadine in General Hospital. That's what he's been doing from oh. 2016 to now. Um, Wait, General Hospital is still going? It's a it's yeah. a soap opera, man. That shit's gonna run forever. Holy shit! Yeah, that's how soap operas are. Like we don't talk about them because they're not really relevant to our lives, but they they're around forever. I thought that was a show from, like, the 80s. Oh, yeah, it's been around since the 70s. No, but, I mean, I thought it, like, stopped in the 80s. Oh, no, no, it's it continues on to now. Oh, my God. Yeah. General Hospital. He was in Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Huh. Damn. He had a recurring role in that. He was attorney Adam Matthews in CSI. He's got a co- colorful history as an actor. He does. He was in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Hmm. And also he's immortal and he was in the original Scooby-Doo. Hmm. He was in the Nickelodeon version of Winx Club. I didn't know they had a Nickelodeon version of Winx Club. He played Mike, Bloom's adoptive father, and he named his child Bloom. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's been in the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, he, pl- he voices Zigbar. 
Oh, Wait. shit. Yeah. So we could play, like, Kingdom Hearts for LSA. Yeah, let's play Kingdom Hearts for me. LSA. Oh, oh, my God. He's, God. Also, he's also in the Amazing Spider-Man video game as additional voices. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's play Kingdom Hearts for LSA. Who's Zigbar, Travis? Tell us who Zigbar is. Uh, Zigbar is a member of the... Orga- he's a member of Organization 13. Um, if I remember specifically, he has, like, an eye patch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna look up Zigbar. Oh yeah, Zigbar. He's like one of those big guys. Oh. He um. Oh man, I hated his boss fight. It was bad. He's got guns. He what? He doesn't have a key shaped sword. No, he's got guns. A keyblade. Is that what they're called? Guns. Keyblades. Yeah, keyblades. Yeah, his his uh, weapon is like literally guns. I got to like his... I don't know the Aladdin part of Kingdom Hearts one, and I was like, this is fucking hard, so I quit. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, never he does have an eye patch, game. and he looks uh, scary. Mm-hmm. So he's a bad guy. He is a bad guy. Wow. But it's also. Uh, I cannot get into Kingdom Hearts right now. God, That's who has like, the time? Um, the only thing I can recommend, if you want to know about Kingdom Hearts, find um, Barry Kramer's YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Barry Barry Kramer was a former editor of Game Grumps. Yeah. Um, he has a really good s- series of videos a good enough summary of Kingdom Hearts, and it's perfect. <laughs> it's everything you need to know about Kingdom Hearts. It's about 33 minutes long, but it's pretty good. So go watch that, because I don't have the time, but he did. Okay. He did. <laughs> we will, Travis, and then maybe we'll do a Let's Play of Kingdom Hearts for uh, our patrons. Let us know. If you're interested in that, at Hatcast, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, and a very unique LSA, for sure. Um, well, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about the episode. Um, anyone else? Any final thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, accomplishments, wishes? Um. Oh, one last dreads. thing is I. I think it's interesting that Borax is the thing that hurts Leviathans. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's also used in, like, as a <clears throat> ant killer. Wow. Yeah. Like, that Borax is a really good way to, like, get rid of a colony of ants because it takes long enough to get through the ant system to kill it that yeah. it'll take food and, fe- and, like, it'll take food poisoned with Borax to the queen. Yeah, and take and the them out. the whole colony will eat it and, yeah, and take them out. So that's pretty... It's, I, I think it's interesting that it's something that's like kind of simple. Like, borax is something that we don't think about a lot. Because it's just like a cleaning... Generally, it's in like cleaning stuff. Um, the, Borax has a lot of uses, actually. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the Wikipedia page at Borax. Because I was like, oh yeah, Borax, the cleaning thing and ant killer. Yeah. And it's way more than that. I, um... Oh, food additive? What the fuck? 
I have gone back long for a long time back and forth on whether or not the whole Borax hurts Leviathan thing is either awesome or dumb. And yeah, I've been like wishy-washy about it. Yeah, I and I'm 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 leaning more and more to the it's so dumb it's awesome side of things. Yeah. In a way it makes sense. These are creatures that have been around since the before the beginning of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it it's kind of interesting that like the things that takes them down is it's not holy water or spells and rituals that are thousands of years old. It's cleaning products, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's relatively. I mean, borax is obviously like made from things that we find in the universe that have been around. I'm looking up what borax. Yeah, is. I mean sodium borate. Well- yeah, it, it's a naturally occurring substance. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's not something that's been used in hunting. And mm-hmm. now, you know, we we get to use it. So that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, oh, man, it's used in many cosmetics. I'm totally, if I'm ever faced with a Leviathan, I'm going to take my lipstick. I'm going to draw over their face while they're sleeping. Oh, God. Defeat them that way. Boom. Um, but yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, is it, is it kind of lame though? I mean, yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like so dumb. It's awesome because it's like, it's such a, especially in like the cleaning sense, it's such a household item that a lot of people don't think about it. So I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to post a poll on Twitter and get our listeners' thoughts. Um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm at right now, and we'll see if that changes as the season goes on and we run into more Leviathans that we have to kill with Borax. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it for me. Uh, are we ready to wrap this horse and pony show up? I think I so. I think we're ready to wrap this dick All up. Right. Oh, God. Travis. Uh-huh. The next episode is called Bugs. I'm just kidding. I was looking oh, at the season Jesus. one episode uh. last. Uh, the next episode is called The Mentalist. What's it about? The Mentalist. Sam and Dean go to a old medical facility that was like it's like so old uh it's from like the 1800s and a lot of people say it's haunted but it's a place where they like would do lobotomies on people and there's a ghost that is like doing lobotomies on people and they're like hey ghost stop doing that get out of here <laughs> all right well <laughs> wait a minute Wait a minute. 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 That was an episode of Supernatural. <laughs> oh my god, Travis, you remember an episode of Supernatural. That's not the one we just watched. I know. <laughs> ben, our boy's grown up. He's a real fan Hell now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well Travis, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass Butt. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, check out our website, habcast.com, where you can get links to all of our social media, including our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you get access to our bonus show, Let's Shag Ass, where we uh, review things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. It's really fun. It's a cool time. Usually it's us just suffering and people seem to enjoy listening to that. So go check it out. Um, You can also find us on social media at Habcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then Hey Asbutt, a Supernatural podcast on Facebook. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. slaps the roof of car this bad boy can fit so many childhood traumas in it (laughs) set slaps the roof of (laughs) ao3